Hey guys, welcome to the Grown Up and Glown Up podcast. Welcome back to us and to you, the listeners. My name is Nina. And I am Sheena. And today is a very exciting episode only because today's topic is in collaboration with She Talks Talks Asia. Asia. Yes. So today's topic is actually a question that's asked a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, What? Yeah. What if I have so much or so many passions or if I have more than one passion? Is it okay to be a multi-passionate person because there is a stereotype um, that goes against this in terms of societal norms, you know, in today's age and in the corporate world, just, just saying they don't exactly say we are looking for a specific individual with five years of multifaceted experience, right? It's always so hyper-specific about a certain specialization, right? So people like myself and Sheena, we have expanded ourselves. We love to do so many things, but we've also gotten smack for it every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, this is this is one of um, the favorite topics I like to um, you know, discuss about because this has been a struggle for me. Um, you know, before I got into life coaching, I was actually a dancer slash choreographer slash host, you know, slash uh, fitness coach, you know, so all of this, it, it made me also think about myself. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, why can't you focus on one? Or like, what if people are thinking that, you know, you're so wishy-washy or um, you're unreliable, right? Yeah. And that's also um, one thing that that kind of discouraged me at that time to just explore and expand and, right. and learn and educate myself as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I thought this was a, a very interesting topic for us to to discuss about because I'm sure if you know there's others out there who may relate to this you know who may relate to um, what if I have more than one passion or what if I'm like um, feeling lost or or don't know what to do about my life um, and and I I have so many things that I want to do but I just right. don't what to focus in right so that is our topic for right and this is why we're talking about this it's for the intention of normalizing being a multifaceted or multi-passionate person right because two things i've been triggered by that old saying um jack of all trades master of none before and we're going to expound on that in a bit sheena and i talked about the actual full quote which is jack of all trades master of none but always uh, but being a master wait what was that jack of all trades master of none is better than being a master of one it's actually a compliment right Mm. and people like ourselves who have been told this um have triggered so much of our imposter syndrome, right? Because they associate multi-passionate people with being unscattered, unfocused, like you said, wishy-washy and shit like that. But 
it's our birthright to experience as many things as possible, right? right. I right. think it's our schooling and societal system that has trained us to go to school, find a job, find one job and be successful at that, have a family and blah, blah, right? You and I, we've, we've gone through the nomad life. We've experienced the hustle, the things that we had to do to survive. And that has expanded our skill set. Right. I think that's all part of the journey as well. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I think if you have different passions, you know, by all means, pursue mm-hmm. some of them. And, you know, I don't think there there's anything wrong with that, right? And I believe yeah. if it's, com- it's completely okay to have multi-passions and to pursue all of them and let that overlap mm-hmm. and, and let that come out to... Um, and make use of that in mm-hmm. certain certain areas in your life, right? Um, you know, but this is also not, um, you know, undermining or, or saying like, oh, you know, this is the this is the only way to go about is to be a, a multi-passion person now, right? Right. Um, you know, if if you are the type of person who who likes to focus on one thing and that works for you, that's also great. Um, but if you're someone who is multi-passionate and just feeling like, like, what do I need to focus on? Or, or if you are feeling wrong about that, you know, firstly, it is okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not, yeah. but this is just part of the process. But, you know, uh, you know, going back to that, it's, it's really finding out what works for you, right? Exactly. This is just a topic about um, multi-passionate people because mm-hmm. now we are, you know, definitely in a different different generation, right? They call, they call yeah. it the comeback of the Renaissance man, mm-hmm. or, right? Because we are at this time and age, especially with the explosion of the internet as a platform both for say in the businesses or 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 um you know or say in personal in your personal growth you know people are now creating more opportunities to be multi-talented in order for them to grow their business yeah so i i i think if we were to look at that in in this sense right um you know the as the world becomes more interconnected, I feel that there's this important um, shifts or these major shifts that is actually happening, right? That I would like to mention, which is like the competition now is increasing, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of different like uh, niche markets is also increasing, right? So you can look at that as a positive thing, yeah, like someone who um, who has many different skills can can uh, could also display their other skill set, right? To be at service, like for example, you know, now as a life coach, it's not just about being a life coach and knowing how to help and empower people by asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. I am now myself as a brand is a business right so i need to learn how to run a business right, right. So with that said to be a triple threat yeah and more these days yeah. 
and and now with with the internet you know it's not just about me like marketing myself out there and going out to the field but it's also marketing myself on social media and i am terrible <laughs> Uh, and I'm really working hard on that. And, and before, before I was like, if only, if only I knew and studied how to edit videos, if only I knew how to, you know, get on the technology, you know, how much more easier it would be for me. So, you know, with that said, I'm not going to lie that that was a, a, a weakness that I, or let me say a, a lack of skill set that I didn't have that could be a, um, you know, it could be an advantage for me yeah. to push, like my coaching brand out there, and which is something that I'm working on definitely. But this is what I'm saying now. I'm coming from a different generation, right? right. And in this generation of social media, you know, there's so many things that you, um, I, I felt personally in this journey of, of you know, discovering myself as a multi-passionate person that is like, girl, you can't just be one, you know, you got to yeah. look into other aspects on, on really growing your, your skill set or your passions. Right. Because yes, you know, the, the competition is increasing. Right. Definitely. And so you have to find other ways on how you can display that. Right. Yeah. I don't think this is in no way, shape or form coming close to throwing shade at people who are in just one, in, in one specialization. Right. But there are advantages like for people who are multifaceted and have expanded themselves or who have had so many curveballs thrown at them by life. They've had to just improvise and try several different things to survive, right? But at the end of the day, uh, or at the end of those chapters, they have provided the skills to be able to enable us to look at life through different perspectives, um. allowing us to look at the bigger picture most of the time instead of like looking at things up close and personal mm. and uh, you, you know where i'm getting at like right. sometimes it's hard to see the whole journey it's yeah. always like in bird's eye view you know but i also am a firm believer that at the intersection of skills and passion innovation occurs yeah absolutely because i wouldn't have been able to even create my career of combining both meditation and cosmetic tattooing if I didn't experience them separately and train for them in, during different years, right? Actually, I think we didn't really introduce ourselves. Like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> why did we just assume that you knew us? <laughs> Let's go back to that. What are they multi-passionate about? Like, you know, what, what are they really doing? Who are they, right? So let's just all right all right yeah okay so for the first time who are just um listening to our podcast yeah. we're we're sorry yes but this is who we are go ahead sheena well so i'm um i'm a personal development coach i run a coaching business and what i do is i curate and design programs for individuals and also companies on helping them reach their uh you know their personal goals in terms of wellness fitness and movement and this is where everything correlates right um but other than that i'm also a dancer a choreographer and a host 
So hence, um, I consider myself as a multi-passionate person. Yes. Self media. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I used to be in the corporate world of uh, more than a decade now. At the same time, I was a professional makeup artist and prosthetics makeup artist for productions and films. And I am now a cosmetic tattoo artist and energy healer and meditation practitioner, apart from being a single mother. So that does take that, a lot, right? That's a lot of passions, girl. <laughs> 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 and there's just so many that's why people for a while did not know how to identify me they would say oh she's the PR person but she can also do makeup oh and she's a meditation girl yes I think that is um, that is very important to know mm -hmm. and I was also like a fitness coach during the time that Sheena was as well right so yeah, I just I just want to like bring that up because having to introduce yourself can be daunting. Mm -hmm. The person you talk to, it's like, how do I introduce myself? I'm actually this and this and this and this and this, right? And and sometimes you know yeah. it's challenging, but it's also because I don't want to confuse people, or they right. might think like, um, you know, like I'm just I'm a fake, or this is uh, this is when imposter syndrome comes in. As yeah, a, yeah. Am I really this? Because um, am I really a a life coach, or am I running my own business? I'm just a dancer, or I was I was a, a host, or you get right. what? I mean? So yeah. You know that that was also the personal struggle that I was um, that I was going into. It's like, how do I present myself? Because I have so much that I love to do and I think I'm good at. But how would that be, or how can I communicate that to people? Right. Right. And I think like just going back, like why you know why is this really an issue too? Because um, you know this itself. This itself, like just talking about the society itself, um, mm -hmm. you know. We... There are times when I have to generalize myself, to be yes. honest. Like um, it depends on the audience that we're talking to, because we have to also consider them, right? When we're doing like talks and stuff like that, or to our clients. Mm -hmm. There are times when I'm just I'm I'm an artist and, and an energy healer. Period. You are all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And we just look for the mother umbrella of it all. You yeah. are all of that, but I think it's really just important to um, first fully embrace that you are all of that, mm -hmm. can be all of that. Yes. Second is knowing who you are talking to, right? Mm -hmm. And how how would you introduce or communicate that confidently? Because I remember there was a moment where I, uh, you know, because before I got into life coaching, my career as a dancer and as a choreographer, it was a two decade career, meaning this is what I was pretty having people knew yeah. as a dancer. So having to, um, having to just get into a whole different industry when i meet people from that the past or the people that knew me as a dancer 
And when I say, well, I'm a life coach, it just, it didn't seem right for me to say it because they're like, oh, I thought you were a dancer. So um, I had, it, it took me time to really just say, yeah, I was that, but I'm also this. And yes, exactly. Really comfortable with that. Um, and, and allowing people to be part of that journey and also knowing that people would not understand that, right? Or, yeah. or there will be a, a little bit of a shift or confusion in, in that um, transition. So within that transition, you have to be very, very strong to, you know, um, believing in what your skill set um, was Mm-hmm. what it is or what you have obtained now is that right me? yeah we are allowed to evolve at the end of the day one the purpose of uh, this conversation is to assure you and empower you the listeners that it is perfectly fine to have several shades to yourself mm-hmm. and several sides yeah. several yeah. facets right we it is our birthright to experience life and to expand our horizons to learn who we are and to get to know ourselves better yeah yeah and and you know it's, it's also having to set uh, having said that right like i think focus and hard work still matter right definitely because yeah it, you know, yes we accept and embrace these things that we have it doesn't mean what we're It's not like mm-hmm. I say here is like, okay, get into engineering or now learn karate. Now, be yeah. sure that, you know, um, hard work and focus still matters, right? Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's really knowing where you are at right now and what is needed, right, mm-hmm. out of you. And, um, And how can you actually like communicate that in a way where you can thrive and then grow, right? And fully focus on that. This is where you are at in in this season of your life, then focus on that. Like there were times that I had to take a break, right? From dancing in order for me to transition into a new career. Right, um, and and it took me like um, even three years. I went on a break from dancing and teaching dance, just for me to work on my certifications as a life coach, and just and then just fully discover and explore. Even just exploring part mm-hmm. itself takes time, right? Yeah. So allowing yourself to to have that space to you know just say it's okay that I may have to put this you know, at the side for now in order for me to explore. Um, right. New. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's knowing that you can still, you can still interconnect all of that, right? Mm-hmm. All of those still could work, right? Yeah. And whatever you are doing, you know, it, it would need for you to put focus on. In, in terms of, let's say, if you are building a career, Right. It's okay if you have all these, um, I think, 
hobbies or, or passions if you just want to get into gardening one day and um if you want to you know learn how to bake and it's fine but i i'm I, i'm talking about in terms of um building a career they right. really require a certain focus mm-hmm. and work for you to create that yeah this is where we go to the drawing board because of technology right it's so easy to lose our audience it takes if they don't know who you are within seven seconds mm-hmm. you're they're swiping right they're just going to the next thing and uh, this is where we have to put our focus in it's not that we're not allowed to showcase all of our talents and our skills and our passions online or offline we just have to market differently and uniquely we just have to find that that avenue where we can capture all of them wording it correctly projecting that energy in the most um, authentic way possible but also on that note i also don't think that it's necessary for us to have to make money out of every single passion we have right sometimes yeah. it's just giving ourselves the grace and the space to have to experience what what makes us feel good what we're passionate about even if nobody sees it yes it's just for us internally yes because we always have this idea that the side taught taught us was like whatever you're good at it's like you you, you have to make money out of it or, or you yeah make something out yeah. of it. and that mm-hmm. comes pressure itself right sometimes it's just for the soul you know we just need to do it for us yes yes so okay so uh, if i let's say going back to you nina for you how would you combine focus and having multi passions i have okay so this is where it got tricky for me like i would say 2 3 years ago because there was a time where i was just doing everything at once although i have done a lot of my skills and experienced those skills and uh careers gigs yeah. in the previous years after that i went through this phase where i wanted to take up meditation then and then healing and then be a uh, a fitness instructor at the same time and do the tattooing at the same time i learned the hard way got sick from it my body was just you know crumbling and i had to learn to just focus on one or two things at the, at at a time and then when i got comfortable with that then i would like put my energy and efforts into something else until eventually now that i'm a little bit older i have been i've been able to sort of make a name for myself in those respective fields yeah enough for me to combine them in one career wheel you know and people found it weird at first like oh she's a cosmetic tattoo artist and then she'll do like a meditation on you or you know run run your bars which is what i'm going to do to sheena soon and it's <laughs> called like it's just holding your, your pressure points on your head right it's energy healing 
Yeah, I mean that people find it weird. Yeah, because you can you can actually build a niche into that. Whether yeah. you want to make that into your career or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Where there's people out there who are like, hey, I want to get into like uh, tattooing, but I I need to find myself like my zen, yeah. you know, for me to just relax and and not yeah. feel the pain. And maybe this is where the whole meditation comes in. I I don't know. I mean that's that's all on you. Yeah, it's that's different on- opinions, right? But I think the way that I've been doing it is just through consistency. I just talk about it over and over and over again and it helps strengthen my identity for myself because when people see that I am so confident and so sure of who I am, then it pro- it's projected onto them and then it makes them like, "Oh, she's that artist yeah. who does this and this." That you said something important there. You said the word consistency. Mm-hmm. and discipline right because yeah. when you say you are you are a multi-passionate person you are not consistent because you're jumping from one to the other right right that is the you know that's one of the notions right. and stereotypes um but you said consistency mm-hmm. and and where was the consistency for you there what is the consistency through communication and execution so i just non-stop talk about what i do because it's it's something that i can't i can't have acid i can't just say i'm just this i just microblade brows yeah. i can't because within that process the in betweens of that entire session we have like healing stuff mm-hmm. going on as well you know it's an yeah. energy pull so it sounds like what you're saying it's like consistency in your own authenticity Right. Even um as a visual artist when I paint, I yeah. call myself an intuitive artist. Yeah. Because I meditate on it. It's you. And however or you know how you will communicate that if you're consistent mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. And then yeah. show up that way consistently mm-hmm. through the world that And I don't have to do them all at once. That's what I learned, right? There are times when uh I took a a year and a half break from painting my abstract work. Yeah. And uh, I just I can't force the vibes on that. I I do it when I paint when I feel like painting. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But I've put myself out there enough for it as right. well. Right. Right. And that that is what I learned as well, right? You know, giving your yourself that time to explore. Right, and sometimes exploring stages where you know it could be a little bit tricky. This is where yeah. Oh, in. you know what's tricky? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> what are you really doing with your life, girl? It's okay. It's okay. But you know what was tricky for me was shortening my headline on LinkedIn. Right. Right. Because right? I really wanted to tell the professionals all around the globe that. I do all of these things. You can actually um hire me or consult with me regarding this and this and this, but you only have patience. so few characters on the headline. This right? is yeah, patience is a key here as well. And also looking at it in a way where all of this that overlaps can interconnect, right? So mm-hmm. let's say for what i'm doing now um the things that I, i i picked up as a performer and as a dance coach like 
learning how to become confident on stage when I'm performing or how I actually, uh, you know, fight like stage, stage fright um, when I'm performing or helping, let's say, artists at that time um, have the confidence to become the performer right. that they want to be. We did a lot of the inner work, right, mm -hmm. off stage. And all those inner work, like all those self-reflection as an artist, what kind of artist I want to be, these are some of the skills that I actually learned, some of the methods yeah. that I learned on, on what I also use with my clients now that are not artists. Like how can it help me um, help my clients on how can they become confident like exercising personality development and all of that in any room that they walk into and this is what I got out of dance yeah um when I was a fitness coach things were were a lot easier for me to you know um help clients when I'm giving cues right right fitness coaching is, is kind of like performing itself mm -hmm. right so that's what i got out of of dancing so all of this somehow interconnected yeah. if i didn't have those experience and those skills i don't think i would have something special like in in what i'm doing now because this is what like those were what built me yeah right? and i'm using those skills and experiences that i have in what i'm doing now would you say that you have been using because that's a lot of like personality development and then movement coaching as well do you also include that in your life coaching yeah absolutely because my job as a life coach is is helping um women to be empowered whether yeah. in their body their own skin or or you know in any room that they walk yeah. And that's part, what makes you different i love it yeah part of that is having the self-awareness you know with mm -hmm. your body but who you are as a core person and um and these are some of the things that i've picked up from from uh dancing that i use into my clients um but i think you know having said that you know if you are someone who's like okay i you know sheena and you know i i'm i have all these multi-passions great but i'm still feeling lost you know or you know um i have all these things now i i i I don't know what to focus on and people are still finding me unreliable, you know, or it's part of the journey. Yeah. You know? Firstly, you know, yeah. That's something that we can't escape. You've felt that I've felt that, you know, we go through all these, the, I, the whole identity crisis journey. Right. And as multifaceted people. Absolutely. And absolutely. I feel like it's a, a matter of just throwing everything on the wall that we love and seeing what sticks right it's trial and error and there's no okay. way to get it perfect yeah, because life is really about discovering and exploring yeah. and that's mm -hmm. the fun part about it and yeah. it's not easy it's not easy the transition itself is not easy having mm -hmm. to communicate yourself or who yeah. you are or like who you want to become and yeah. in terms of like say career no so I, I think like one of some of the things that like helped me personally um, you know, for me to just hone into my purpose or my path or career is to do a self inventory, right? Mm -hmm. So if you yeah, are, this is very important. 
if, if you are that person it's like, hey, Sheena, I, I have all these multi-passions, but which one, uh, what do I choose now? Or 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 what what is better? Or, or um, how can I show up to the world, right? So yeah. I think the, you know, the first thing you need to do in this journey um, is to do a self-inventory. Have that self-reflection, right? Yeah. And so important. Look within, right? Because the clues are already there, right? Mm-hmm. I always say that you first you have to find out what is your push, what is your uh, the ikigai, right? What is your reason? Mm-hmm. What is your yeah. reason for living? What is the reason why you 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 want to do certain yeah. things? You know, find your why. You can yeah. you. You can you can love so many things, but like why? What is the reason? Why is it so important for you, right? And from here, this is what's gonna help you hone into um, hone in your career sweet spot. Okay, so that's the first thing: self reflection, right? Ask yourself, what is my push? What is really my reason, right? And I think the second part here is to um, go into this process where you find out what you really love to do, right? Yeah. And it can that's be, gonna be that can take a while. Yes, right? that could also take a while. Finding out what is your hobbies, what are your passions, what are your interests, even your curiosities. What are the things that stimulates you? Yeah. Right. Um, Think about that. What what do you love to do, right? And then next is asking yourself, what am I good at? Because there's a difference between what you love to do and what mm-hmm. you're actually mm-hmm. good at, right? So these are, let's say, certain strengths, your gifts, your talents, or things that people go up to you for help with. Yeah. Um, you know, people will ask like, hey, I, I, I think you're good at this. You're a go-to person for this. Think about that. What is? What do you think that you are good at? And the best way to go about that to find out is to ask your loved ones and your friends, right? Like, what do you think? Like, I'm a go-to person for, right? Right. Yeah. And um, the next part of this self inventory is to ask yourself, what do you think um, the world needs? What do you think that is lacking in the world right now where you can show up? Yeah. What where value you can, can you up? Yes. As a human being, what can you do to show up and add value mm-hmm. as whether an entrepreneur, as an artist, as, yeah. a, as a human being, right? How can you serve others in the world, right? What can you do to make um, the world a better place? Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like, do, you know, go big and be like a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something small. It yeah. could be just like uh, maybe going within your community and looking into yeah. what is needed in my community. Right. Or maybe just building a shelter for stray, stray dogs, you know, like yeah. look into that. Right. I can't count how many times I've done or written these journal entries and trying to find out who I really am and uh, it's taken I think it's important that you really listen to your self-talk right your self-narrative 
and I used to write all the things and I still do all the things that I love doing everything that I'm good at everything that I'm not good at that I want to be good at which weaknesses I want to turn into strengths but I've shortened my process over time and now it's instead of asking myself what I want to be in three years or five years I'm always asking myself how do I specifically want to feel in three years and which areas of my life give me that feeling you know it's not just what I'm good at anymore but it's what's like making me feel fulfilled yeah yes 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 you know um it's that finding your sweet spot, right? Because yeah. it can come in later. But I think it's very important to go in through that discovery and exploring stage. And this is where it comes yeah. in. Yeah. Because you have to be patient. And and also at some level, at some level, why we are so interested in so many things is because we're exploring. Yeah. The reason why we don't know and we haven't figured it out is because we're still exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, and and that's fine. You know, you, you just have to, you know, go into these baby steps and test exactly. as much as you can mm-hmm. what works for you. Yeah. And that becomes, you know, that itself, that journey itself, um, when you have mastered something that you were exploring in, you can be yeah. an expert of that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because you've asked the questions, you've researched about it, you find out if it works, you've 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 gone through the mistakes, of, you know, through it, right? You've gone yeah. through the ease of 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 breaking down or or you know saying, oh my god, is this really right for me? Or maybe I should just give up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how do you live life to the fullest? Stay curious. Mm-hmm. Keep exploring, keep going, keep being curious, and also listen to your intuition because usually it's the thing that scares you the most become is is the thing that you need to be doing like this thing that i'm doing right now cosmetic tattooing and energy healing that was like a an idea or a fantasy before um my plan when in my fear state was to just make money and earn being a marketing and pr manager for startups or for companies because that was familiar to me yeah. Right. Until I just pressed the effort button and said, "Okay, I'm just gonna keep exploring the things that make me feel afraid, but can't can't stop thinking about." Yeah. And I think that's that's something that um, we highly encourage everybody to explore. You know, do the things, do the unknown, do the things that scare you the most. And there's no way you can ever regret it, you know, because if you do, then you've only gained wisdom. Yeah. And I, I, I want to also add into that, you know, if you're still asking yourself, like, what should I really focus on? Um, go back, go back and think about those moments or those times when you felt yes. like you are in your flow. When you, yes. were, when, when you were doing something and, and you weren't even sleeping, that you weren't yeah. even eating because you forgot because you're having so much fun doing it. That is what yeah. you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Natural state. Yeah. Your flow. Yeah, there you go. Your yeah. flow state. Your flow state. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then later you can think about like, okay, what can I get paid for now? Like, mm-hmm. so having those self inventory or asking yourself these questions, then you can start seeing what are some of these patterns that keep showing up? What yeah. are some of these overlaps? Then I start seeing that, oh, this one comes up the most. So I think like, you know, I'm I'm actually good at this or or this is what I really like, right? It would show up, right? So this is this is part of the self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be your career. But yet if it's something yeah. that it is your career, um, you know, take your time on it. Yeah. Time on it. And let's normalize getting to know yourself first before having to pressure yourself to know what you want to do professionally, right? Actually, you know what? Let's go reframe the whole episode. It's not about normalizing being a multi-passionate, but I think it's normalizing the self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Normalizing, yeah. exploring. Mm-hmm. Being right? an explorer. Mm-hmm. Normalizing, like you figuring out and wanting to just yeah. be curious. Yeah. Be cur- There's also so much shame going around about people who can't, I was one of this, uh, one of these people before, who can't stay in a job for more than a year or two years because mm-hmm. you keep transferring jobs, trying to find what fits and what community or um, environment, work culture environment you want to be a part of. And that was that is a very common journey in the corporate world, right? Where people feel get or they get burnt out yeah. so fast within a year, sometimes less than a year, and then they're like, "Oh no, I have to like move to a different job, different office space." And then other people, as I've been judged as well before, they say, "Oh, she can't keep a job. There's something wrong with her." But at the end of the day, I I realized that I'm just not for the desk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have to like that. expand <laughs> just, just, and project myself out there. Like quit your job now, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but I went through that like a, de- a whole decade of that, or and more. Yeah. So there's no shame in that, and yeah. I had to learn that the. The hard way, the long way, it brought it brought on so many tears of shame, embarrassment, because it made me feel like, oh, like just why, why couldn't, why can't I hold a job? What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at this, but what, why is there a pattern? You know, so I, I just couldn't get the the gist of it all at that time until I dropped my corporate life which was the scariest thing I had ever done. Mm. It made me see, feel so vulnerable. I was broke for like a good three months. And uh, I just kept putting myself out there online and just kept working with the tools that I had until the most natural thing happened and people started to just see, even just one person. One person started to recognize me and that snowballed into like more jobs more gigs and i was able to like branch out sooner not later you yeah. know yeah yeah so that's that's one thing. um i think the big 
big part here is uh, just knowing that knowledge is never wasted. Any mm -hmm. knowledge is never wasted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not saying- Never a failure, always a lesson. Yeah, so, you know, having said that, like whatever you picked up that you may think that was not work, what was working for you then and then no longer works for you, know that there was some kind of like knowledge that you can pick up from there yeah. that you still use. Yeah. Right? So it's not about like, F it, I'm a multi-passionate person. Okay, yeah. please, bye. I'm getting yeah. up. You know, just know that no knowledge is ever yeah. like mm -hmm. and have faith in your journey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna end it at that just have faith in your journey and prioritize uh faith over fear um, like that right i think we shall close that and i think um you know just uh end it from there you know yeah. amazing person as you are yes so well Thank you, everybody. This has been the Grown Up and Glown Up podcast. Thank you, She Talks Asia. This is Nina. And I'm Sheena. And, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.